Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I'd like to welcome you to this Sunday morning satsang. It's raining here in Sonoma, much needed rain. Let me just uh, scroll for a moment and see everyone. So maybe I will have some idea what I have to say. It's so wonderful to just see your names and your faces and everyone has a special little story with me. And um, as I look at you, it warms my heart. We have a beautiful community. We have a beautiful Sangha. all over the world. <clears throat> What's coming to my mind right now is everyone has a desire to live fully. Everyone has a desire to grow spiritually everyone has this desire to live with their best ability. The spiritual practice that we have, whatever form it may be, some of you have meditation practice, some of you have mantra practice, some could be any variation of it. The question rises, what is helpful for me to continue growing with my practice? Purity of heart and mind is very important. Just like you have a seed, you want to <clears throat> germinate it, you want to grow it. First, you prepare the, the soil, the ground. If there are any weed in there, you pull it out. Particularly Bermuda grass that grows very fast and its roots go deep and it spreads all over. And you pull it, it snaps, leaving the root under the ground.
So how do we keep our ground clean? A good gardener is very watchful. If there is any little weeds that's sprouting, tries to pull it right away. So what is the weed in our ground where we are trying to grow? Negativity of any kind. Negativity of any kind is the weed that hampers the growth of the seed. Now, where does the negativity come from? It's not mine. I'm not a negative person. We are all born pure. That's our true nature. As we have grown up from the moment we were born, because of the conditioning, the environment, certain habits have developed. And we have developed the ability to believe what our senses tell us. We say, yes, I believe it because I saw it. Yes, I believe it because I heard it. I believe because I read it. And nowadays in this age of media where so much is being thrown out on the internet, everybody's reading about something and they say all kinds of news floating around. Everybody has an advice, everybody has an opinion and we are bombarded by this. What do we trust? And not only media, it happens in the families, in our friend circles also. Somebody very close to us tells us something, we hear it, and we begin to believe it. A seeker, a spiritual aspirant is very careful about what we grow inside. When we hear something, particularly from our loved one, see what is happening inside you. What kind of reaction happens if they are negative, if they are speaking negatively about somebody, immediately we go to believe that and become negative and our thought process changes. Sometimes we even see something and we believe it to be true. 
it reminds me of a little story that um, I heard somewhere while growing up. It's a story from scriptures. There was a prince. There is always has to be a prince. And he had a servant. Servant's job was to make his bed every day. In addition to many other duties, the servant had this job to make the bed in the night. So when the prince returns home, he has a comfortable bed. Many years had passed by. One day, uh, the servant was a little tired. And while making the bed, this thought entered his mind. Oh, how must it feel to sleep in this bed? The prince is still away. He'll be back in a few hours. Let me just experience this. So he just kind of climbed in the bed and just stretched out. The bed was so comfortable and this man was so tired, he immediately fell asleep. Nighttime came, the prince's wife, queen, came in and said, so she saw, oh, my husband is back home a little early. She was, didn't even notice, she just climbed in the bed and fell asleep. The prince returned after many hours he saw his wife sleeping with another man in his bed and being away all day long. He, without even thinking, he was tired. He just wanted to get in the bed. He saw this. Immediately, he pulled his sword out and was about to slay this man. And because of the sound of the sword or something, um, he woke up. He said, please, I have been serving you your whole life. Please just listen to me. What happened? And he very honestly, he explained that this is what happened. Now it's up to you. You can cut my head off. The prince pulled his sword back and was filled with remorse that without thinking, I just reacted to what I saw without going in the detail, understanding it and what a great sin I was about to commit. He had seen it. He had total right to believe it. It happens. It's a story. But this story tells us something about the nature, our nature that we, that's how we function. We see something, we hear something, we react, we take it to be the truth and There we go.
I'm not saying we don't believe what we see. If you're driving and you see something on the road, then you believe it. You take proper precaution. So these senses are there, but not everything that they say or inform us of is the kind of truth. Truth has its own many levels. In order to maintain that purity of the ground where we are cultivating the seed of our spiritual practice, trust is very important. Trusting in the goodness. Trusting in the goodness. Ultimately, the truth will prevail. Ultimately, the good will prevail. We see something that's, a that's not to our liking. Immediately, we react and we go in the fear mode. We go to the worst possible situation. And that's our reaction. I know a reaction is based on the past experiences or we have read something. And it's such a fine balance that we don't walk in the world blindly. And at the same time, we don't walk in the world totally being scared. And it's up to us to develop that capability. Just to, I don't like to discuss political thing, but, um, and I don't want it to be fodder for our conversation, but just recent news of yesterday I was reading and about the Supreme Court and although everything was appointed by the president, but they went and did the right thing. So things happen. Uh, we can go into the negative direction, but we should also leave some possibility for the goodness there. In time, what is right, it comes out. The moral of this talk today is everything that we hear, everything that we see, everything that we react in the moment is not the absolute truth. And this is why our practice of not reacting right away, it will come being a human, the reaction will come, but do not continue flowing in that direction, stop. Take a step back, take a deep breath, Leave little space for the magic to happen. Some people are saying something about someone. If we are not careful of our inner universe, our inner, <clears throat> whenever you feel that some negativity is 
creeping in there, become very alert. I'm not saying that don't believe it and go totally opposite. Just have a little space between you, your, your clarity of your heart mind and what this new information is suggesting. Baba used to say, taking decision quickly denotes our weakness about anything. No matter how compelling the evidence is, we do not make decision right away. And it's a beautiful practice. It's a very powerful practice. And we all can bring this in our daily life and to look at ourselves and catching ourselves, catching ourselves. And in the catching, the magic happens. When you have caught yourself, see what's happening in your mind in that moment. Observe what's happening inside you. You'll observe your mind. It will be, there will be a part that's saying, yes, but. And there is also a part that wants to be expansive. Little bell and the big bell. Baba says that whenever we are about to act, two bells ring in our mind, two bells, a little bell and the big bell. The little bell is the bell of our soul, our divine self, very faint, but it's there. And the big bell is the bell of the mind. Before any action, these two bells ring. Usually the louder the bell is, it's heard more often. But a yogi, a sadhak, tries to listen to the smaller bell also. Silence is always there. We flow towards the sound. The practice is to pull our mind from that sound, take it towards the silence. Pull our mind from the bigger bell, take it towards the smaller bell. And in doing so, you connect with something that's within you that's very profound. Anybody can listen to the big bell. And in this process of taking your mind from the big bell to the small bell, you access something within you that's is what you trust. If we talk about trust yourself, 
that's what you trust. And it's within each one of us, within our grasp. It's not somewhere out there that we have to believe in or trust in. It's something within you. It takes little commitment, little discipline, but it's there and it's beautiful. The very moment you do that, you, that's when we are trying to connect. That's what we're trying to unite with our ability to trust be with ourselves. That's what we need to cultivate, strengthen, nourish. I'm not sure I was trying, I was, I made it clear, but it's a very, very, very beautiful practice of uh, a whole practice. The whole practitioners will go to, uh, will go in these kind of situations that, that will be awakened. But then once it's awakened, they take that energy and redirect it. So before every action, stop. Instead of flowing through, towards the big bell, just give a little space for the magic to happen. When situations arise that awaken fear in us, that awaken anger in us, that awaken lust in us, that awaken greed in us, before we begin to flow, before we give ourselves fully, give a little space. And I would recommend, particularly in your family, with your loved ones, when you are listening to them, see, don't just totally get sucked into listening. Take a little space and just see what's happening inside me. If you keep observing yourself in that moment, listen, but have a little part in here just observing, it will be very helpful. Whenever you are in a reactive mode, don't just totally become reaction. Leave little space for, as an observer to see what's happening. And it's a beautiful practice. You don't need to go to the cremation ground. You don't need to go to the pilgrimage. You don't need to go to the ashram. And this time right now is really forcing us to be with ourselves, with our loved ones. And how can we make our time while we are with our loved ones a time of practice?